I'm Jago Wynn and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the daily Bible thought and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today it's Rosie Jones. Fantastic. So we are continuing through this um, look over the Old Testament. Um, And today I am bringing you, um, hopefully, some encouragement from the wonderful book of Hosea, which it turns out lots of people say quite differently. So Hosea, Hosea, however you want to say it. Um, That is that is the book that we are looking at today. Now, I think traditionally when you're leading a little Bible study or anything you're going to say these are the specific verses but I'm I'm taking a whole book approach okay so so it's a whistle-stop tour uh through Hosea um but before doing that I was reminded yesterday of when I was a child I went to Sunday school now the school the church that I went to growing up could never be called particularly um trendy or hip or cool or anything like that and the 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 group that I was part of uh when I was about eight was called JUCOs which it turned out later was stood for Junior Crusaders which now sounds quite intense (laughs) um and then we uh someone decided that it needed to be upgraded and made a bit more trendy and the group got renamed TAG which stood for Totally Awesome God which again I thought was super cool at the time. <laughs> um, and, and basically, as I was looking over the, the book of Hosea yesterday, all I kept thinking was, gosh, God is totally awesome. <laughs> and it doesn't get any cooler the more I say it, but, but we're going to come back to that, I think, a couple of times. Um, but this book just reminds me again and again, gosh, God is totally awesome um it comes right towards the end of the old testament um it reads a little bit like a romantic drama albeit quite a harrowing drama um as a prophet ultimately hosea is bringing a message to god's people um but this message is one of quite harsh judgment quite um clear anger with the path that they've chosen to take but it's followed and interwoven with one of tender redemption, graceful love, ultimate restoration. Now, Hosea himself is particularly famous for his marriage, his marriage to a prostitute, Goma. And his role as a prophet and Goma's profession as a prostitute are not a pairing that we would often see. And it would you know, it's it's um, notable to us as a reader. That's, that's quite shocking in the opening couple of paragraphs. And at the time, for Hosea living that out in real life, in with his peers, with his the people that he's prophesying to, that would have been an incredibly shocking thing. So why is it happening? Hosea is married to this prostitute because God told him to. God was modelling a point Israel had treated him in the same way Goma treats Hosea, with contempt, disregard and carelessness. Again and again, Hosea's wife 
is unfaithful. We see it throughout the book. She turns from him. They have children together and she is unfaithful. They come back together and she is unfaithful again. And throughout this book, God is saying, this is how my people treat me. I love them. I rejoice over them. And yet they turn from me. They're unfaithful to me. It's this kind of interweaving of the personal life of Hosea and God's big plan that is so uh, different, I think, about Hosea's writing. It's so clear that he is uh, sharing something that's so personal to him, that he is really experiencing that pain in his own life that God experiences through our rejection and through Israel's rejection. Um, but that personal interweaving of Hosea's pain and anger and heartbreak exposes that pain that we can bring God when we sin, when we turn against him. Um, and yet, even in Israel's rejection and God's anger, God still chooses love and life and hope for his people. We see this overwhelming grace. It's not like a huffing and puffing, eye rolling, gritted teeth, it's fine kind of love. Instead, we see these little snippets of God wooing his people, romancing his people back to him and encouraging Hosea to do the same to his unfaithful wife. There's a part in, um, I think, chapter two, and it says, God says to his people, therefore, even though he's just had a kind of passage of anger and hurt at his people, he then says, therefore, I am going to now allure her. I will lead her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. There I will give her back her vineyards and make the Valley of Acre a door of hope. Even in this despair, even in this unfaithfulness, I'm going to allure her. I love that word, allure. You know, I'm going to win her back. I'm going to woo her. God chooses to allure Israel. When the prostitute Goma, Hosea's wife, is unfaithful to him, God tells him to win her back, to show her mercy and love. Even in his pain, even perhaps in the shame and embarrassment of this being quite well known, what was going on in Hosea's life. He asks Hosea to choose forgiveness and give her hope. To me, all that that screams is God is so good. God is so good. What a totally awesome God. You know, he, um, Israel rejected him time and time again, chose their own kings, as I'm sure you've been hearing about. They choose to fight their own wars. They choose their own paths to take. And yet he longs to fulfill his marriage to them, this covenant to them, this promise that he's made for all eternity. Now, in many ways, the book of Hazir is considered one of the lesser known books of the Bible, unless you, like me, are familiar with Francine Rivers, um, an author who writes a book called Redeeming Love. Now, Redeeming Love is a retelling of this story, almost fictionally. It's kind of bringing in the truths from the book of Hazir in the Bible and retelling it in a fictional way. I cannot stress to you enough how much everyone should go and read this book. You should obviously read the Bible version first, perhaps, but please do have a look at Redeeming Love by Francine Rivers. Because for me personally, when I was um, probably about 19, I read that book and it just brought this whole story of our redemption 
through God's grace into real bright technicolor that we are saved even though we turn away. We are loved even though we turn away um, from God. That we're reminded that even when each one of us reaches the depths of our rejection, that his eyes are fixed on us. Often we talk about fixing our eyes on him, but actually God's eyes are also completely fixed on us. He cherishes us. He created us. As Rory, those verses that Rory just said, hewn out of his rock um, that we are. Um, even when we fall so desperately short, he still loves us. Um, the other the children's group at my church was called Jesus and Me Jam. <laughs> We're quite quite original with our with our group names, um, but it just reminds me that our redemption is wholly based in Jesus Christ. That through Jesus, that wrath of God that we see throughout this book is completely satisfied. On HGC Daily this morning, um, on the back of what Rosie shared from the book of Hosea, we um, prayed um, prayers of confession to God. Uh, where we've turned far from him but then we also prayed prayers of thankfulness for the way that um, God chases us down and woos us back to him um, even at the depths of our rejection.